Thank you for listening to the CEO-ish podcast with me, Taylor Graham. And me, Chloe Willemson. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the CEO-ish podcast. As always, we are Chloe and Taylor, and for today's episode, we are talking about setting small, realistic goals for the new year and how we can actually follow through with them. We wanted this episode to be a refreshing twist on the pressure that we as entrepreneurs, artists, and creatives feel when it comes to setting new goals for the new year. I feel like this is the time of year when all of the online internet gurus from every niche, not just business, like it's the health and wellness people, it's the productivity people, it's everyone. And they're all just start yelling at everyone on social media about productivity and goal setting and visualization and manifestation. And honestly, it's exhausting. Like I'm all for goal setting, but it needs to be a sustainable way. And this time of year just gets really loud, in my opinion. Definitely. We also want to get to the root of why we as people tend to fail goals we set for ourselves and what we need to change in our day-to-day habits in order to achieve our goals. It really all comes down to your daily habits and lifestyle and having the discipline even when you lack the motivation to push forward. But before we get into that, we have a mini catch-up session. We are still batch recording. This will be the last of our batch recorded episodes, I promise, and we'll be coming back to you guys at the start of the year with the huge holiday catch-up episode. But first, Taylor, what's new? Yes. So first, I want to mention that Chloe and I are trash. And because we are batch recording so far in advance, we realized that we recorded the episode that is going up right before Christmas. And in true CEO-ish fashion, did not mention Christmas. I think we did this with Thanksgiving too. (laughs) And honestly, every other major holiday of the year, because we always end up batch recording Mm-hmm. When there's a holiday, because we're one or more of us is traveling, and it just it doesn't work out in our favor, and we got to get better at the holiday <laughs> schedule. We really do. This is why we're hiring a podcast manager, honestly. Yeah. Woo. Um. Uh, yeah. More on that. Yes. More on that later. Do you have any like small updates? I guess, or is that kind of just that we're trash? <laughs> the The only update I have, honestly, is that last night I watched this really interesting special. Uh, And it was like a real documentary style special on the House of Gucci, which I know they have that huge movie out right now with Lady Gaga and Adam Driver. I'm dying to see it. I want to see it so bad. But from what I've gathered from the documentary that I watched is that the Gucci family is not happy about that movie. They did not sign off on it. But honestly, I can kind of gather why because after watching the documentary, what happened was truly like a tragedy it devastated them it was horrible Mm -hmm. and you know what hollywood does like hollywood glamorized it like lady gaga i'm phenomenal actress the wardrobe and styling for this movie looks absolutely phenomenal but you know they definitely like romanticized the killer kind of like what Mm -hmm. they did with the zach efron uh netflix special for ted bundy oh yeah well i've heard what's her name that lady gaga plays do you remember oh um Patricia Giovanni. I heard she's pissed about it. Oh, she was like, Lady Gaga didn't even come to meet me, which like, why would Lady Gaga want to meet you? Yeah, Patricia Gucci. Her name was Patricia. Cool. Yeah, I listened to a podcast about it and I'm really interested and I'm dying to see the movie now, but it's like three hours. So I got to find that time. (laughs) Yeah, me and my mom definitely want to see it. But again, it's finding that time in the three hour break of the day. So especially because I'm a firm believer in matinee movies. I do not want to pay full price for a movie ticket. (laughs) 
I hate it. I just want it to come out on like any streaming service so I can watch half of it at a time. Honestly, I was fine during the pandemic when Disney Plus was putting all of the movies that should have been released in theaters for $30 with my Disney Plus subscription. Did I think it was a little bullshit that I was already paying for the subscription and they were charging me more for the movie? Yeah. But also, would I have spent $30 at the movie theater for tickets for me and one other person and a popcorn and drinks and all of that? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So. All right. Well, I don't really have much of an update either, but I did just binge all of the new season of Selling Sunset and I'm obsessed. You know, everyone talks about that show and I classify it in the category of shit I can't watch because it's now too mainstream for me, even though I'm a social media manager and it's my job to be up to date on mainstream trendy shit. (laughs) I want you to watch it. It's just like so much stupid drama. Honestly, I don't know how these girls even put up with it but there's there's one girl since you don't listen I'll tell you there's this girl Christine who is just like the biggest drama ever I know who the characters are I see all the memes on social media yeah. about it it's just like I'm obsessed I refuse with her. to watch it <laughs> I'm obsessed with Christine she's the meanest person and I would not want to be her friend but she is just so <laughs> badass I'm obsessed with her <laughs> but yeah that's really my only update oh no it's not season two of the witcher comes out in three days I know Taylor you're not interested but I'm so fucking excited do and- I I even know what this show is no it's like based off of a video game which i obviously no, never played. you lost me <laughs> but listen the main actor is like so fucking hot oh that always makes it entertaining yeah, yeah so i'm like sure oliver i'll watch it with you <laughs> chloe who is your celebrity crush like you know how mm. there's always like the list the top five who is the celebrity crush I don't know. I feel like it changes all the time. Maybe Jason Momoa. Is that how you pronounce his last name? I, that is. He's a he's a fine looking man. But he when is. I tell you, Ryan Reynolds will forever hold my heart. I love him. Oh my him. gosh. Are you a straight white guy? Yes. <laughs> I. Are you kidding me? Do I not exude straight white male energy that believes himself, like believes in himself more than a frat boy walking into his first finance bro job interview? Like I totally exude that energy. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny that like all men are obsessed with Ryan Reynolds and it's like he's just kind of an average looking guy. But like on the flip side of that, I also fiercely love Josh Josh Hutchinson from the Hunger Games trilogy. I love him. I don't care that he is the epitome of dad bod like. Dad bods are hot. I, I don't even know how I want to describe Josh Hutchinson because he really is like dad bod meets um cute teenage boy but he doesn't look like a teenage boy anymore like he was a cute teenage boy with like chubby cheeks but then he like grew up and developed with a dad but I don't know I don't know how to describe (laughs) this but I love him is that your celebrity crush Uh, they're both up there they're both up there yeah all right um, and then our last little announcement is that I am now doing a la carte design services for tailors so check out socially tailored if you would like to see what I'm up to now Yes, we have quite a few proposals out for quarter four. And honestly, I was anticipating being able to open up my client books for monthly retainers back in or well, starting in January. But thanks to my fiercely loyal clientele who recommends me like no other, I've had a ton of client referrals and we have all of the open spots we would have had. We have proposals out for right now. That does not mean we everybody is going to accept everything. Um, But for right now, it is looking really good. And 
I think we've all gone through countless episodes of me and my terrible onboarding experiences of how I always overwhelm myself because I don't put in boundaries and I onboard people like way too many people at the same Mm -hmm. time. So I'm actually (laughs) sticking with my guns and being like, no, we do two people a month. Like we can't do this. Like you could start in quarter one, but you can't start all at the same time. I'm sticking with it. I can't overwhelm the team. We can't do that. But yes, in order to be able to accommodate, because I didn't want to go through another quarter, because that would be six full months with me not being able to take on any new clients or work with any new people. And I know we have people that want to work with us, which again, so thankful for um, that this, in addition to the hourly consultations, because that was pretty much the only way people could work with me is if they were just booking hourly consultations, um, is to add an a la carte design service menu for people. And I think this is going to be perfect for people too who aren't at the point where they want monthly retainer services mm-hmm. yet, or maybe they can't afford them. Like maybe you're starting off and you're a new entre- or entrepreneur or influencer and you need a media kit, but you don't want your standard Canva template hit up Chloe. She's going to yeah. be great. Like Hell yeah. and we're doing podcast cover art, um, custom illustrations and animations, Instagram story gifts, which we have more coming out soon. I'm very yes. excited about that. Um, so yeah, just a lot coming out. Definitely check that out. I will have our service menu and service offerings on my website linked in the show notes below for you guys to check out. And we will be accepting new projects starting in January. Yay. All right. Should we get into our products? Yes. I think that is all we have for this very lame catch up. And I promise you guys, last batched episode, we will be coming back to you guys with a huge holiday recap for the first of the year. We'll be recapping our individual Christmases. We will be recapping our New Year's because we're spending New Year's together. I say this as we're recording Mm -hmm. this on December 14th. So (laughs) we'll have a lot to catch you guys up on, but we didn't want to fake like this has already yeah. happened. Like it just would <laughs> yeah. not have sounded natural. I don't, I don't know how that would have worked. Um, but yes, if you are listening to this, it will be after Christmas. So we hope you had a very happy holiday. We are so grateful mm-hmm. that you are here. And yeah. Um, but moving into favorite products of the week, what is yours? All right, mine is the Giovanni Shine of the Times High Gloss Hair Mist. I'm just obsessed with it. It makes my hair look real shiny and it smells really good. I just love hair products that smell good. And this one is amazing. Have you shouted this out before? I feel like you've, if you have it, you've at least told me about it. I don't know. Have I? I'm running out of products, man. No, I feel like that's not a bad thing though. Like I don't feel the need to share a bunch of BS products just to say I'm sharing Mm -hmm. products. Like if I'm repeating products, I feel like that genuinely means I love it. Yeah. I will say like, I do tend to repeat products a lot. If I find something I love, I repurchase it. And I only really try something else if somebody raves about it. How are the new hair products that you got from my hair girl working out for you? So I can't think of the name, but that one purple mist spray I'm obsessed with that one also only go pro yeah maybe that'll be my next product of the week I really like that one um I mean they're all they're all great but that purple one really stands out yeah if you've been following Chloe's hair chronicles since she fried her hair blonde not dyed fried um (laughs) yeah Yeah. she's been looking for products that have helped help her add in moisture so my hair girl hooked her up with a bunch of stuff and I hadn't heard any updates so I didn't know how Mm -hmm. they ended up working out for you doesn't um hair dye add in moisture color is conditioning yes okay so I think I might just dye my hair gray or pink and let the blonde grow out I just cannot keep up with it it's impossible to brush and it's so irritating 
That's that's fair. I feel like you could also be a really badass, like dark, purpley auburn. I don't even know what I'm envisioning. Yeah, there, but... I kind of I kind of want to do like a light lavender purple, but I just don't really wear much purple. None of my branding for anything is purple, so gray or pink is probably what I'll go with. Yeah, I feel like you could do a really cool rose gold look too, but I also feel like the maintenance on that would be terrible. Yeah, I'm looking for low maintenance here. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe a vivid color isn't the way you want to yeah, go then. Yeah, <laughs> I did just do like a temporary pink hair dye and it was so fucking trash. It like only picked up in some spots of my head. Really just the top of my head was pink and like the ends were still blonde. It did not look good, but it washed out after two washes, so I wasn't upset. That's good. At least it came out. Yeah. All right. Well, what is your product? So we both have hair products this week, but I have been on a mission to bring my curly hair back. If you've known me since high school, you know, I had relatively curly hair. I, I would say I'm a wavy gal. And depending on the products I'm using, I can really make my hair super spirally or it could totally look pinned straight and like it has absolutely no life to it. And for a while, that's how it was looking. And honestly, it's because now looking back on it, I didn't really understand my hair. But one of my clients is a virtual hair coach. And well, I should say a virtual curl coach because she specifically specializes in curly hair. And she has been helping me find my magic product cocktail. Shout out Barbara. If you have not checked out Barbara from Curl Vitality, I will link her TikTok in the show notes. She has a bunch of courses. If you're a curly or wavy gal and you're struggling with your hair, definitely she's the Bible. Okay. But she has me on the Briogeo Curl Charisma shampoo and conditioner from their like purple line. It's phenomenal. My hair has truly never looked better. And I don't know how it took me this long to try this line because I know I like Briogeo. I know I like their products. I've used, I think the banana superfood one. I don't, they have like a superfood shampoo conditioner. I just hadn't tried this specific one. I love it. My hair looks phenomenal. It does. It's like totally changed. It really has. And it changes every single wash. Like every time I wash my hair, I think I'm having the best hair day of my life. But then the next time I wash it, it continues to get better. And I know it's not just the shampoo and conditioner. Like she's got me on a bunch of different styling products. I'm doing my hair different in general. But these two, I feel like make the biggest difference. And protein in general has made the biggest difference. If you have fine curly hair or fine wavy hair where it doesn't necessarily hold the curl very well, definitely check out adding protein into your products. She also gave me a really good protein hair mask by the brand Eco Slay. That's really good. And it smells like matcha. Um, But yeah, these are the products I want to shout out this week. I told you guys I've been on a very big product kick since my huge Sephora haul from all the sale. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't want to share products too early because, you know, you could yeah. like something, trying it once or twice, but then after six weeks of consistent use, maybe it fries your hair or your hair mm-hmm. starts being weird. Because I've had that before where I've used a shampoo and then it's just like it my hair starts up. feeling weird after a mm-hmm. while. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sorry, guys. We just had the biggest malfunction of 2020 <laughs> and it wasn't microphone related this time. It was Chloe related. It was just Chloe having a brain fart related. It's fine. We <laughs> had definitely shouted out the small business prior and then we had a couple mispronunciations and it was just 
one giant shit show. We got a good laugh out of it, though. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, today's actual small business shout out is going to go to Out of Print. It says on their website, since 2010, Out of Print's mission has been to spread the joy of reading by transforming literary classic into bookish apparel and accessories. With every purchase, you help us to donate books and support literacy programs around the world. Out of Print has donated over 5 million books to communities in need and supported a variety of literacy initiatives. With every purchase, you help us make a difference, while also supporting the authors, publishers, and artists who helped bring these iconic works to life. You can shop all of their book-inspired apparel and accessories at outofprint.com. That's O-U-T-O-F-P-R-I-N-T.com. I am totally going to have to check them out for my mom. She's a total bookworm, and I feel like this would be the cutest thing, or I could find something really cute to get her for Christmas mm-hmm. on here. So- yeah, definitely. Also, a holiday shout-out for any of the bookworms or readers in your life. Absolutely. Well, with that being said, I feel like we are ready to dive straight into this episode, so we will see you guys on the other side. Okay, I'm very excited to talk about today's topic and just the topic of holding yourself accountable for your own goals and growth because I feel like the start of the new year is a very organic time for people to want to better themselves, to set new goals, plan how they're going to achieve the goals, follow through, etc. And I also think it's really easy to set unrealistic expectations and goals for yourself based on things you want to do but also based on experiences you haven't had yet. And I already feel like this isn't making sense. So for the sake of my example, I'm going to use money and income because I feel like a lot of us as business owners set monetary income goals and it just feels relatable. But you can take this and apply it to any area of your life from career to relationships to finance to health and wellness and more. So for example, I tailor the business owner have not yet hit a quarter of a million dollars in sales or revenue. And I say this number specifically because this is a monetary goal that I have set for myself that I would really love to hit. I set this number a while ago for myself. We had to do a college project and we had to do this whole like dream life plan essentially where you had to figure out what it would actually cost to achieve your dream life. And for me, that was actually around $250,000. And at the time, I made this plan. I also wanted to be an entrepreneur. So I was already factoring in the costs of running my business. And obviously those were estimates because I, at the time, didn't know what kind of investments I was going to be making based off of the areas I'd be prioritizing. And that kind of comes back to the whole idea of you don't know this per- this version of yourself yet. You haven't been this person. So coming back to this income goal, I haven't even hit six figures yet. I came really close this year, but not quite. And I am honestly okay with that. It was my first year as a full-time business owner, and I'm proud of myself for just surviving. And I'm perfectly okay with that. But I feel like if I would have placed all of my self-worth as a business owner in hitting this ideal income goal my first year, it really would have taken a toll on my mental health and it may have led me to quitting entrepreneurship early on. Like I might not be in this position had I prioritized that income goal so heavily. And in my opinion, I have my entire career to hit this major milestone number in my head. And realistically speaking, Every entrepreneur knows at some point you will just never be satisfied. You will always want more and you'll continue to set new goals just because you simply can. It is a vicious cycle. But all of that being said, 
I only know how to attract and manage clientele at the current level I'm at. I only know how to lead a team at the level I'm at, put out client fires, invest in my business as an almost six-figure entrepreneur. And every income bracket you hit as a business owner comes with a new mindset shift and level up that you have to go through and make mentally to be able to survive. I, I don't know how to explain that. It's just something you you have to go through to really know. And I don't really know what areas of my business I'm prioritizing or what kind of investments I'm making at the $250,000 a year level. So if I set a goal and I say I want to make a quarter of a million dollars this upcoming year and I raise my prices to account for this new income goal I want to hit, I hire another staff member so our team has the bandwidth to take on more projects and then I open up our client books again to take on more clientele, I can totally do that. But it also seems a bit unrealistic because I've never been this version of myself and I don't know what kind of person I am at this level. Does this make sense? I feel like I'm rambling. Oh, no, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Awesome. So it makes a lot of sense for me to set the goal for the upcoming year to hit the six-figure mark. And if I hit that six-figure mark early on, then to set a new income goal from that point. So that is also measurable and realistic with the point in the year that I'm at when I hit it. So for example, if I hit six figures in September of 2022, I'm not going to set the goal that I'm going to hit 250000 by December. That's a huge jump. That's like $150,000 in <laughs> a three-month time period. Can it happen? Absolutely. I never like to limit the possibility, but it's unrealistic and chasing that kind of a goal would 100% lead to burnout. And this also goes to say, that doesn't mean I, I don't want you to reach for the stars and set big extravagant goals. But for the purpose of this particular episode, we really want to talk about setting realistic goals mm -hmm. so you don't burn yourself out and that you are prioritizing your mental health. Because again, we have our entire careers to hit these major milestone marks and it doesn't need to all happen within the first three years of your business because then you're, I promise you guys are going to be staring at a wall going, what the hell is next? Because I've been there. Absolutely. So let's talk about setting these realistic goals. Have you guys heard of SMART goals? SMART yes. is actually an acronym where they're specific, measurable, attainable, or action-oriented, relevant, and timely. So if you're setting a realistic goal, it should check off all of those boxes. The I remember that... learning about SMART goals in my college class and just, I used to think it was so <laughs> dumb. I was like, why am I learning about this stupid acronym? And now it is literally the basis of everything I do at the start of the year. And when I'm setting goals for the year, I'm like, okay, is it specific? Is mm -hmm. it measurable? Is it relevant? Like, Yeah. I... Oh, so many of the goals that I've made throughout my life have had no time frame on them whatsoever. It's just like, I want to do X, Y, or Z. And Period. actually, <laughs> I think that's a major problem for a lot of people and mm -hmm. why they can't get themselves off the ground running because they just have this idea of it's something they want to do, but they have no actionable steps mm -hmm. for how to achieve it or a timeline for how to achieve it. So like they can know, oh, I want to make X amount of money at this point, but there's no actionable working backwards of, uh -huh. okay, I'm going to start at this point. I'm going to raise my prices at this point, except like there's just no roadmap. Mm -hmm. What change am I going to make? None, but I hope I get there anyway. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys, you can't just manifest things to come to you. You yes. have to put the action towards it. You can't just think something into existence. 
Absolutely. So we're going to talk about just like some ways you can go about these SMART goals. Number one, don't change everything about your routine all at once. Start small, make the change sustainable. For example, if you're not a morning person, you can't expect to just declare that you're suddenly a morning person and you're going to wake up at 5 or 6 a.m. because you might do it two days and then you're going to be done, okay? Yeah, no. I, As the morning person who has tried to do that, it's just not realistic mm-hmm. to say, I am a 5 a.m. person when you typically wake up at about 9.30. Like, it's just, it's not realistic. Maybe four hours of sleep you're missing out on. Absolutely. Maybe start going to bed half an hour early and waking up half an hour earlier. Like, it's not, your goals aren't just going to be like, today I'm this and tomorrow I'm going to be this. Like, there's going to be a little bit of an adjustment. You're going to need to put in some work. And if you are going to go from today, you know, sleeping in and then tomorrow waking up super early, that is so not sustainable. You might not even last more than a week. (laughs) Or even thinking of it like if you were to start a new diet, you're not just going Mm -hmm. to cut out every single food group or cut out a major food group immediately. You'll probably end up binging on that one specific food group because you've deprived yourself for so Mm -hmm. long. There are sustainable patterns and habits you can take to planning that kind of transition, like finding new recipes, finding a a dedicated YouTube mm-hmm. channel that focuses on that style of cooking, etc. Like making these realistic small steps that you're able to take. Mm-hmm. If your goal is diet oriented, I have some advice for you. Just don't buy the stuff because I'm so bad. If I have pop in the house, I'm going to drink it all day long. So I just can't keep pop in the house. I also like to add to the tip, don't shop hungry. Oh yeah, that's a good one. I always buy all of the foods I should not have and wouldn't normally want to have unless I wasn't starving and just like craving something super specific at that point in time, you know? Yeah. Oh, my favorite thing is when I'm hungry at night, I just get on Pinterest and I'm like, oh, I'm going to make this and this and this and this. And then I make none of it. (laughs) And then I make none of it. (laughs) Yeah. Kind of on that note, just don't implement too many new habits all at once. Again, it's not sustainable. It would be awesome to have so many new habits in life, but it's a lifestyle. It's not just a change that you're going to make overnight. Something else they could have in mind is to make the perspective shift that you're doing more like a lifestyle or habit shift. It's not a box that you're just checking off your to-do list or a task to get done for the day. It's a lifestyle. Again, if you're going to be dieting, don't even consider it as a diet. It's just how you eat now, you know? Mm -hmm. All right. And then again, with the time thing, give yourself some time. Change doesn't happen overnight. They say it takes 21 days to develop a new habit and you are going to need to put in at least 21 days if you want to see a change in your life. Yeah. I think the time thing is a big thing because I mean, we all want to hit the goal immediately. We're impatient. Mm -hmm. I think millennials and Gen Z are a generation of people fueled by ADHD mm-hmm. and they want the instant gratification now. And honestly, social media has trained us for that. We have information available at our fingertips, but we do need to keep in mind that setting these big goals takes time. It's not going to happen overnight. It might mm-hmm. not even happen within a week. It might not happen within a month. It might not happen within a year, but you have, it doesn't mean you shouldn't take the actionable steps to move yourself forward. Absolutely. And understand that if you want to have different goals in your life that you haven't already accomplished, you have to do something different than what you're doing right now. If you keep setting new goals, but changing nothing about how you're living, you are never going to reach those goals, unfortunately, as I've learned in the past. (laughs) It is true. And then I also want to say, don't let setbacks stop you. If your goal is to work out five days a week, and then one week you miss a day, don't let that stop you from showing up to the gym the next week five times. This has been a thing I've done in the past, like, oh, I'm going to work out every day this month. And then I miss one day and I'm like, okay, I'm done. 
I yeah. failed, so I'm done. Whereas like, okay, really, if I miss one day, I could go back every other day that month and finish it out. So just like, keep that in mind. Don't let setback, everybody's going to have setbacks. Okay. Everybody at some point in your life, don't let that get you down. I think it's even important to not let setbacks have that. Like you talked about in terms of like, if you miss the gym for one day, you'll miss the entire week. If you miss the time that you wanted to go, just push your day back Mm -hmm. a bit. It doesn't matter that your day got started late. It doesn't have to throw off anything. You can still get it done. I think a lot of us have like a mental block around like, oh, I was Mm -hmm. supposed to do it at this time. So now I just can't do it. And I mean, obviously there might actually be like calendar events on your schedule (laughs) that you have to go to and you can't do it anymore. But I know for me, like if I said I was going to work out at 9 a.m. and then I ended up scrolling on TikTok and just didn't end up going, I would say that would set off my entire day. And I'd just be like, oh, I didn't do the one thing I said I was mm-hmm. going to do. But realistically, I could go right then and there. I just need to get my ass up and go. Yeah. Oh, my favorite thing in high school, you guys know how much I hated school. My favorite thing was like, oh, I'm going to start my homework at six o'clock. And then I'd look at the clock and it would be 6.05. And I'd be like, damn, I guess I got to wait till 6.30. But <laughs> I'd miss 6.30. And be like, damn, I guess I got to push it off till seven. <laughs> <laughs> But let's hold ourselves accountable for our goals, okay? Writing down the goals and achieving it is going to take work. Writing it down and really putting it into the universe is helpful. So you should really be doing that. Yeah, you have to be ready to put in the work for your goals. I the I think one of the best things that has ever been said to me by one of the mindset coaches, coaches that I worked with is that your goals are always ready for you but you have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. And that is a big perspective shift that you're kind of like, ooh. And then you can really see how the mindset factor comes into all of this. Absolutely. And yeah, goals are not just an idea that you're going after. You have to change how you're living. And this is kind of how manifestation works. You know, it's not just like, oh, I want to be this person. It's this is how my best self would look. This is how her life would work. And I'm going to show up as her and I'm going to act like I'm already her. So just honestly, act like you already reached your goal and just continue going on with it. And then on that note too, don't be afraid to speak your goals into existence. Make them a reality. Tell people in your life if, because I always find too, if I tell people that, oh, I actually really want to do something and then I subconsciously know, oh, well, people know if they check Mm -hmm. in on me and I'm not actually working on something, that's kind of embarrassing for me. At least that's how it works in my head for me. Yeah. You might not be bothered by that kind of thing, but I know it would be bothersome to me if somebody asked me about something and I didn't have an update for them or I was like, Mm -hmm. "Uh, I'm working on it, you know? Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, I know there's some people that are like, I will let people know when I'm done. You know, I'm not going to say anything until it's done and then I'm going to let people know. I can't relate. I work better (laughs) when I know someone's going to ask me about it or when someone's waiting on something for me. I work better and I work faster. And if I'm only doing something for myself, honestly, that's what I slack off on. (laughs) I feel that. So I think it would be fun for us to share kind of some of our goals. And I want it to be just for quarter one of 2022, not the entire year. Because again, we want these to be realistic. We want them to Mm -hmm. be measurable. We want everything to be sustainable. We are building a new lifestyle and new habits. We are not checking boxes. Absolutely. So my first one is going to be to watch two to three Skillshare animation courses videos a month. Uh, You guys know that I did my first animation like what, a month ago for one of Taylor's clients. So I definitely have some room for growth there and I'm excited to learn more for sure. But she did so good either way (laughs) and I could not believe she taught herself to do what she did in two hours. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really proud of them, honestly, but I would like to 
mainly I would like to learn how to do it faster is my main For sure. For sure. And we can absolutely get you there. And this is a good goal. I mean, you have a number there. It's actionable. You know how long you want to do it, how many need to get done a month. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's perfect. Yes. So keeping in theme with my like income goals, if I want to hit that income goal in the next three to five years, one of the things that I need to do now is raise my prices. And this has been something that I needed to have done for quite some time now. Um, and I'm finally doing it. I sent out the emails to clients, well, current clients, I should say. I am pitching the new pricing model to clients that are inquiring or potential clients, I should say. And that is going to be one of the biggest things that like increases the revenue. Mm -hmm. You know, if I increase my client packages from $1,000 to $2,000, I've doubled my revenue, you know? Hell yeah, go Taylor. (laughs) Oh, that was just an example. I'm not, I mean, (laughs) if you want to know my pricing, you can inquire, but you know. (laughs) Just an example. All right, something else that I want to do, a a long-term goal of mine would be to illustrate a book one day. That's not really a goal for quarter one. So something I can do in quarter one is to take an illustration course to help me learn a little bit more about book illustration to help me out one day. And it might help you network with the right people too, because if other people are taking a course on book illustration, they are either probably authors trying to write their own book, other illustrators who are connected with publishers, publishers scoping out new illustrators, agents scoping out illustrators for their writers, etc. All right, cool. I'll be there. (laughs) It's all about surrounding yourself with the right people, you know, Mm -hmm. put yourself in the right room. Definitely. (laughs) Um, Another goal I have and something that I'm very excited about is to hire a podcast manager to free up more time. So being able to hire a podcast manager frees up time for both Chloe and myself. I will no longer have to upload the show myself, write the show notes, um, titles, etc. Chloe will no longer have to edit. And that gives us each back. Like it probably gives me a solid two to three hours back and it gives Chloe a solid four to six hours. And now both of us could take that extra time and focus on the podcast, focus on the agency, focus more on client work, get more projects done. And it frees mm-hmm. up more time in our calendars for us to be making Making or doing more revenue making activities. Definitely. All right. So my last goal for quarter one is to put out a digital course or some sort of PDF that we can get our CEO-ish shop started with. Huh. Well, I guess if I am adding a bonus goal to my list, it would be to finish the CEO-ish website. Um, I haven't figured out if I'm going to pay somebody to fix that for me or if I'm going to actually figure it out myself. (laughs) I don't know what I did, you guys. I bought a domain. I bought a website. (laughs) I bought a premium theme. I followed the instructions to upload said premium theme. The premium theme does not look like what it's supposed to. (laughs) Something got coded wrong. I don't know how you upload something wrong. I just drag and drop the folder. I don't know. Don't so, know, yeah, but well, don't look at it now, guys. <laughs> don't look, don't look at it now, please, for the love of God. But yeah, if we're gonna open up a shop, I guess I gotta figure out that website. Yes. Yeah, long term, I would love to have like merch and a bunch of like PDFs you guys can download. But we're gonna start with one downloadable. Yes, <laughs> yes. we would absolutely love to have a CEO a shop. We would love to have merch. We would love to have courses and maybe be able to eventually help other podcasters. Like we have so many visions for how this can go and we're so appreciative that you guys are along for the ride with us. Yes. All right. What is your last goal? 
So this is something I'm very excited to start doing for myself. I've seen these all over TikTok and I know there's like different notion templates and budgeting templates that you can do with this, but I want to start doing monthly money dates with myself. I really want this to be a year where I prioritize saving over spending. And I do have to say, I am someone who saves, but I also want to state that I am someone, I save my money, but if I have the extra money to spend, I will spend it. Mm -hmm. So... I have some personal life things going on this year. Like I really want to be able to move out by the end of this year and I'm going to have to take over my health insurance by the end of the year. And I have a few bigger travel plans in the works. Like I have a dream plan or dream trip planned to Italy and I need to prioritize those kinds of things over fun shopping and spending money. So that might mean me having to say no to some fun activities in the moment, like happy hour and, you know, shopping with friends, going to the movies, etc. But these are all things that will help me uh, save for the longer mm-hmm. financial goals I want to hit. Yeah. So once you guys have your own goals, I would suggest and Taylor would suggest to make a mood or vision board out of them. It can be physical. It can be digital. Personally, Taylor is a fan of the digital because it can make or she can put it as her laptop and phone screen background and look at it all year round for the reminder. We are both going to be putting out some mood boards for ourselves on the CEO account that you guys can check out. Yes, I like to make mood boards and themes for like every year of my life. So a big one this year is going to, for my personal life, is going to be like saving and travel. And the big one for my work life is just going to be like, growing, scaling, continuing to monetize, being able to pay my employees, being able to pay bills, etc. Mm-hmm. I feel like my agency is in a very sustainable model right now and I'm very appreciative of that. And then Chloe and I will be collaborating on a board for the podcast because the vision for the yeah. podcast is just everything. Yeah. So, we just want I'm to excited. do everything with this podcast. <laughs> yes, so much. But That is all we have as far as our notes go for this episode. We hope it inspires you guys to plan out for the new year, to not feel so overwhelmed by goal setting. Maybe this will help you feel a little more action oriented. Maybe it'll help you break things down from the bigger goals down to the smaller steps. And just know that you're not alone if you're feeling overwhelmed in the new year, new rush, new me scenario. Mm -hmm. So yeah, definitely. All right, you guys, that is it for today's episode. We hope you guys enjoyed it. And as always, we love you so much. Be sure you are following us over on Instagram at CEO-ish podcast. We always post polls and episode updates and info about our guests over there. It's a great time. You should definitely check it out. And you should follow us on our personals, of course, at chloew.art and at taygrambiz. Make sure you're subscribed to CEO-ish wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're an Apple podcast listener, be sure to give the show a five-star review. It really does help us out and we read every single one. And we will see you CEOs in the next episode. Bye. Bye.